Hello, love. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I am so happy for you to be here and to be sharing your time with me. And wherever you are in space and time, I hope that there's magic all around you. Because we don't see the world as it is. We see it as we are. And that's something that's been playing my mind. Also, I'm currently walking to get my mail down like my half a mile long driveway. So... I'm out of breath. That is the reason why, but I get the urges to make podcast episodes at like the oddest times where I just like feel a spark like I need to share it like right now. So that's what I'm doing. So first, I've been having a lot of like introspection with other people coming into my life to teach me versions of myself that I need to heal A and versions of myself that I need to forgive. So a lot of that happened over August and then (laughs) September has been an old friend coming back into my life that we kind of separated for a little bit and now we're back to being friends just because we were very like different but you know we still are and there's nothing wrong with that that's what I'm learning is there's a lot that I think the new age spirituality on things makes you feel like you should be guilty for and that's where I'm finding there's a lot of wrong in because spirituality is not materialistic at all spirituality to me is basically saying love is my religion it's saying I'm going to love you because you are different and I'm going to allow you to love me because you love differently and that's what's been playing so when they bother me and then I talk to a friend like hey how should I approach this situation because I don't know what to do what I end up oh there's no mail that was a nice little walk though (laughs) and the mailbox just just fell there we go now I'm gonna walk to this beautiful piece of pond property so excited and the sun is casting like perfect light upon these red red I don't know what kind of tree it is Ver- well I don't know what kind of tree it is I wanted to say it's oak but I don't think it's oak so I'm not gonna call it oak but we're turning back um so whenever I would speak into existence telling somebody hey this is how I'm feeling about this person how should I approach it the universe whatever you speak out is gonna come back to you and And not in like the scary ways, it's in the ways of saying, I'm putting a lot of energy into this person. Now let's put you in the same shoes as this person to help you understand because you are them and they are you. That's what's been playing a lot. And I'm taking a lot of deep breaths right now because I'm trying to like fully connect to what I'm being called to share. And we will just give a moment to, okay, I'm gonna give you a pictured image. I'm standing at this pond and it's like a quarter of a mile long. It's like uh, an eighth of a mile thick and the water is super, super still and all the orange, red and green trees are reflecting into the water. I wish I could add a picture into this. I might try to figure out how to do that because I saw somebody do that and I don't know how to do it, but I want to do it because you guys got to see this. 
it's gorgeous. And then there is crickets you can hear and frogs and birds. And what I love recently is I watched Fantastic Mr. Fox for the first time. I'd always seen it all over TikTok and I had always seen it all over like Instagram and stuff like that, but I was never really like wanting to watch it because I'm not big into like those animation type cartoon movies. And my friend was like, it's my favorite movie, let's watch it. So I'm like, okay, let's watch it. And I watched it and then I was walking down um, my driveway getting the mail a couple days ago and these birds these robins were chasing these squirrels and I was like this is so cute <laughs> like existence is so adorable so also imagine that just like these squirrels and these robins just like chasing each other around like squirrels have a bunch of nuts in their face like packing them in and I always remember the a part of a Hitomi video that talks about how squirrels sometimes they forget where their acorns are and it creates oak trees two years after that and I oh it's just so adorable so circling back whatever I spoke into existence would come back to me and so that's what I'm learning so I used to judge a lot of people when they would do stuff that society says is taboo and then I would never say out loud that I could judge them but inside my head I'm like oh I would never do that like that is crazy why would I ever do that and then I would get to the moment where somebody would offer me something or offer to do something and I'm like hmm okay let me be experimental so I would do it and then I'd be like why did I judge myself like the universe literally put me in that place to then try it out why was I judging it's you know because we had never tried it before and we're told by society that it's taboo so it's like okay that was like my first like um, putting down like a veil, like a veil falling. So the next veil was recently just like a friend doing things that I used to be told that I'm not allowed to do. So like in my own household, a lot of our families are either super don't care or they're in between or they're just like, I care about everything you do. And my family's more like, I want to be up your butt and like, you know, all your business and I'm very open except with my family because they're so close and they can hit me at my most vulnerable and so I'm scared to be vulnerable around them because they've like me being human like when I've stunk after a workout and I was too depressed to like go take a shower I'd be so judged and I would hate myself for being unhygienic and now I was around somebody who you know did the same thing they worked out they weren't feeling the greatest so they sat by me and they didn't smell the greatest. I didn't know how to say like, hey, you didn't smell good. But then I was just like, if it was me, I would know inside my head that, yeah, I did stink because you can smell it, but I can't control it. So why should I make them feel bad? You know, I did end up saying like, I had to put on deodorant myself because my armpit stinks. So I was like, you want some deodorant? And they're like, yeah, thank you. And I was like, okay. So like, it did not have to be that big of a deal or things like, I don't want to go into too many details. I'm just going to share that small one because the rest I feel like keeping more personal. So besides that, whatever you speak out and you judge for somebody, you judge somebody because of is going to reflect back to you. So a connection that I have right now, they see life as very dark sometimes. And I see life as an expanding, exploding, miraculous miracle. Yeah, this year has been really rough on me. Like, my hardest times of living has been, I think, this year. Like, intense 
stuff has come up from my childhood. But within that, I'm able to cultivate... There's also construction. So you might hear that in the background. I'm able to cultivate the most compassion and love to the deepest part of my being because I felt the lowest lows so I can feel the highest highs and then know how to get out of those lowest lows. I've put myself into situations of saying, yeah, I am addicted to my suffering because everybody in society is. That's what we've been trained. But to say, I want what the collective doesn't want me to have. So a lot of the collective wants you to work a nine to five, wants you to stay in your small town. But I'm like, no, I want to travel. I want to have my own, like, I'm not going to talk about too much because I want to keep some things to myself before they, you know, go out. But I want to do so many things that society is just like, that's not possible. Like, that's not, um, it's like a dream that's not reality. Or in the real world, like, my parents would be like, oh, share something that I really want to do. And they're like, well, in the real world, you can't do that. And I'm like, well, actually, I can because I can do anything I put my mind to. So things like that. And so this person is very, like, dark. And they, they just, you know, they have a different perspective. Instead of me judging that about them and saying, oh, well, you're all bad vibes. You're all low vibes. Like, I want to stay away from you. No, this is a chance for the universe to show me the the introspection of myself, the darkest versions of myself that I was too scared to show and to comfort that version of me when I hit it and then had a bloom on my own. Instead, I can be there for them with my own distance and say, hey, I love you and I'm going to love you the way you want me. I'm going to love you the way I'm going to love you. And if you don't like that way, we can separate. But I'm going to give you my pieces of advice and my most... Uh, love is my religion type terms like the most woo-woo stuff like that's how I'm going to tell you and give you advice and I know you don't quite understand that but that's how I'm going to give you advice and that's how I'm going to love you is from my perspective and my perception of myself and so that's what I've been noticing and so they'll do stuff and I judge and I get overwhelmed with them and then I'll talk to somebody and then I'll get put in the same exact position and then I'll be like Again, it's just a loop. Like, why am I judging it? So that's what's been happening a lot. The second thing that's been happening a lot is speaking my truth. So even if somebody finds what I want to say weird and odd, again, that's a perception of them, not of me. So some of the more outlandish things I've said to people that people are just like, you can't say that to somebody because it's weird and I'm like well I want to be weird I want to be that person that stands out so somebody remembers me and it's just like oh yeah that's the that's the girl that said that one thing and I remember that and I'm 80 years old like I want to be that kind of person that says those odd loving things that people remember and I microdose psilocybin one day and I went to an art show and I was so in love with everything. Also, when you microdose, I'm gonna do a whole explanation on microdosing. I'm not saying do it, I'm not saying don't do it, I'm do your own research, that's all I'm saying. Please don't do anything without, you know, speaking to a professional on those type of things. You know, doing your own research, finding out what every single, the 180 of what microdosing psilocybin would look like, I did, and I do it for trauma reasons and so I set my intentions that day so you know giving a 
a little bit of backup because it's very controversial. Um, and so I microdosed this day and I went to this art show, like I said, and this person had all their journals out on the table of all the art that they have done. And it looked like all the stuff that was on Pinterest, like the most beautiful, obsolete things that you find on Pinterest that you wish somebody wrote that letter for you was in these journals of art. And I was literally like falling in love with this person. I'm like, I love everything. And so they walked up to me and they're like checking up on me. And I, again, I just felt so connected to everything around. And I told them, you are a walking Pinterest board. I hope you know that. And they like started blushing and they're like, thank you. And then they were talking to some friends and then they came back to me. And I literally said, you're the kind of person I would fall in love with. And people would find that so odd if they were not in the same headspace as me. But I, again, I was so in love with everything that I was just like, I have to tell this person. And now this person has my Instagram and they'll like DM me on like cute things I post on my Instagram. They're like, I love this. And yes, and we connect on a deep level. And if I didn't share what my heart needed to speak on that very minute in that very second, they wouldn't have known. And I know I left an imprint on them because they were like speechless. They didn't know what to say. And they continued to reach out. They didn't find it that weird, even though society would say that. I was talking to somebody. I liked this person. Um, I loved this person's energy. And so I reached out to them and now we're friends. And he said something about, I'm trying to collect my exact same thoughts. When I walk around, I cannot talk as you guys can probably tell. And I'm also like in a weird environment. So I feel like I'm talking differently than I normally am, but I can't like walk through my house because people are talking and they would interrupt this thing. So I'm going to go sit down in the bench that I have in my backyard. So this person was saying like, I went up to this girl and said that she looked like poetry. Like that's how beautiful she was. And I was like, yes, those are the kind of things that we need to explain to people. And so the other day I was watching a um, How to Change Your Mind on Psilocybin on Netflix. It ha- talks about psilocybin, MDMA, um, peyote, and all the, like, the drug war. Like actual like knowledge and how they do things on studies like underground and things like that. And so... There's this really, really cute, like, old guy, and he's, like, been doing this stuff since, like, the 70s, and he has, like, a mushroom hat and a long gray beard and, like, a walking stick and, like, a foraging basket and, like, corduroy, um, like, dress shirt and everything. He just looks adorable. I want to be friends with this person. I want to get a cup of coffee and just sit in the woods with this old guy and just, like, talk to him forever. Like, that's the kind of energy that I was getting from him. And so, I swear, I was at work. And this guy comes up to the counter for me to take his order. And I thought it was the guy. He, this guy looked exactly like him. And I'm like, the universe is speaking to me right now. Because like an identity, an identity, an identical guy of the guy that I just watched on TV is here. And he was with his wife and they're both so adorable. And she was wearing like a gardening hat and she's wearing like a striped shirt and she just looks so freaking cute. And both of them are like 80 and they just have the cutest energy. And, and the one thing that was going on inside my mind was just like, you need to say that you remind them of this person you saw on a psychedelic TV show. 
And it's so controversial that my ego is like, no, don't say that. They might take it really, really wrong. Like the worst thing that could happen is they get offended and then they lash out at you because some people are, their egos are so tested by the thought of psilocybin that they completely irrationalize and try to belittle you when it comes to that conversation because it's an automatic no for them. They're not willing to open their minds on that. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I won't do that. So I got the guy a brownie because um, we had like brownies behind the counter. And I looked at him and I was like, I was watching a psychedelic TV show on Netflix called How to Change Your Mind and like the studies on that. And you look just like one of the guys that have been like part of the revolution of psychedelics that like forages for mushrooms. And they, they both giggled, the couple giggled. And I was like, I needed to say that. And they, I was just like, I hope you guys know that you're the kind of people that I would go up to and have a conversation with. Like you guys both look so adorable and like so much fun. And they loved that. And I'm so happy that I shared that. And even when when people don't quite understand my perception of life, it circles back to I'm still going to speak my piece. Like yesterday, I was sharing a tidbit on death with somebody that, somebody that's close to me just lost a grandparent. And so my perception on death is totally different now. So what I asked, I was like, hey, I can either sympathize and tell you sorry for your loss, or I can give you my perception. What do you want to know? And they were just like, well, I have to go, just text me what you want to share with me. So I was like, okay. So I texted them and I was saying how um, I think that there's possibilities always and there always has been ways of us contacting the dead because energy cannot be created nor destroyed. That means the energy of everything and everybody that dies on this planet always lingers here. And so I was like, hey, in the past when I've had other friends that have lost grandparents, I have contacted their grandparents and just asked for light and love and just like a small message that pops in my brain that I can share with them. Would you like me to do that? If not, here's a script for what you should say. And they didn't really acknowledge what I had to say because I've said things like that before and they thought it was kind of like woo-woo. But I, I didn't care that they didn't fully acknowledge what I had to say. I felt at peace because I shared what I needed to share with them at the time. And I have a dear friend that I haven't talked to in a while, but she shared with me that even if somebody does not understand your perspective or where you are coming from, you need to share your peace because that's how you get it off of your chest. And so now even when my parents don't understand and they refuse to listen to me and my own boundaries, even if I have to scream at them, telling them, hi, buddy, my dog just walked up to me. Um, even if they don't fully understand and can grasp my perspective on the situation and my own feelings and then refusing to understand where I come from, as long as I scream out what I need to know so at least they're shocked by what I have to say, it gets in their mind one way or another. They might say in their mind, well, I, that's so stupid that she said that and I need to ground her. Or they can be like, you know what? Maybe I should be a little bit more open-minded and apologize for being so condemning on this issue. You want to talk about it now? You know, either way, as long as you get your peace off your chest, that's all that matters. And being more authentic. So I was talking with a friend on the phone and for me, um, my father-like wound is I never felt safe enough to be myself. And I still don't feel safe enough to be um, myself around my father um, because he's very, he has a de- very different mindset of me. And if you know what my mindset is, you know what it is. I don't, I'm not going to list everything off, but I'm very like 
anything and everything's a possibility. Like, I'm very conspiracy theory. I'm very, like, I don't know, receding in and taboo topic, like. And I've only explored that version of myself for the past two years. And so speaking that into existence, he doesn't get it. And he doesn't like that. I think our parents sometimes when they see us having peace, they get triggered by that too because now they're older and they don't know how they can find peace. And so I've never just felt safe enough to share my peace with my father. And so around men, I feel so insecure about my own opinions because of that projection from me to my father and my father to me. So I was on the phone with one of my guy friends that I haven't talked to for a while. And so I felt bold enough, which is not normal for me because... I am just newly stepping into, you know, what I want to speak out. And, um, you know, like you switch your voices to different like accents. So I switched my voice into an accent and I started talking and he thought it was hilarious. And at first I thought he was going to find it weird and just be like, what the fuck? Because I've had guy friends that are not willing to be vulnerable at all. And that's what they have done. And so I kind of just took that leap of faith and and it worked well and we laughed about that and I opened more up and this guy in my life he's really really goofy and he does not care what anybody has to think and I love that because I feel like sometimes the men in society can get away with those things to a certain extent and women can't in my perspective but I know it's also depends on the area and what level of like certain things we're talking about because it can also be like going like flipping the situation but um I felt so safe around this person like he was laughing at everything I had to share instead of me forcing myself to laugh at his jokes you know what I mean um and so speaking my truth out and being who I want to be in my inner child version of you know laughing the way I want to because when I laugh you know your true authentic laugh is never going to be perfect and I love hearing people's authentic laughs like, the laugh I just said was, it was fake. That's, like, my, like, projecting laugh. I don't know how to laugh on here because I feel like I have to have a veil up still because I have to, like, protect myself from so many energies that are then going to listen to me. But, again, I can't put these things into words. But you know what I mean. If you don't want to, if you don't know what I mean, you're not meant to know, I guess. And so, yeah, I feel like these past few podcast episodes have literally been all over like I just can't talk in straight lines but that's again just what I'm called to do is just like be all over and be chaotic and be non-professional and be casual and these this fall time is for me to heal my inner child I did so much introspection and childhood trauma work over the summer like I said and so now it's time for me to just allow myself to be me and if that's saying yo mama jokes and laughing at farts and you know crop dusting people and then the whole room laughs about it then that's what I need to do to protect my inner child I'm going to do that and I hope you have the courage to be brave to share your peace and share your thoughts and what I mean by sharing your peace instead of sharing your um your thoughts is sharing your peace is coming from a place of love It's saying, hey, this is the way I feel and I'm going to share it out of observation, not judgment. And when you share your thoughts, a lot of the times I'll be around people like, I'm going to share my thoughts. And then it's very 
scary because they're like, you look stupid when you do this and you look dumb and you suck ass. So yeah. And then I'm just like, so I'm scared to share my thoughts because I don't want anybody to feel the way I have, but I always approach with love. So what this podcast episode is going to be called is sharing your peace. Don't be scared to share your peace instead of sharing your thoughts because don't be mean about it. Always come from a place of observation and not judgment. And if you need to say that to somebody before you say something, say, hey, it's kind of like putting a bandaid over it. My dad calls it an I love you sandwich. So basically, when something comes up on the way I'm feeling and somebody's triggering me, I go to them and I say, this is coming out of observation, not judgment. But this is the way I'm feeling about the situation and this is the way... I'm observing the way you're treating me and your thoughts. What are your thoughts and my thoughts? You know, instead of saying, well, you make me feel like shit and you're a horrible person. Like, you know, there's a lot more I love yous in there out of the compassion. That's what love is. It's compassion. It's empathy. It's understanding. It's um, willing to hold space for the person, even if they don't understand and say, hey, Maybe then how can we find a happy medium between our two feelings? Or maybe this just isn't going to work out because we're very different and we're going in two different directions and there's no hard feelings there. Like finding that happy place. I never thought that I could find peace and healthy communication because I grew up feeling so safe, not safe, feeling so unsafe to share my own opinions always always like I one time was threatened to go to boot camp because I always shared my personal thoughts and that is not okay and so I have a issue with sharing my own authentic thoughts because I've been threatened so many times with different things for wanting to speak my truth and that is not okay no child should ever have to feel that way and so now allowing myself to speak my truth and having people to safely carry my emotions and to hold them and to then say okay I love that you came to me and let's talk about it because I'm feeling differently on the situation and then we talk it through and we say oh okay so that's how you're feeling this is how I'm feeling well maybe let's find the root of this and then we go into what happened as a child and then we can talk about oh yeah well as a child my father would like for instance for instance I have a friend And they're more like, whenever I ask them to do something, they don't want to do it. Like, they rebel. And that's only because when they wouldn't do something as a kid, their father was emotionally abusive. And so they're retaliating because they feel safe enough to retaliate towards me. And so instead of me saying, you suck as a friend and you're never cleaning up your crap, I say, so this is how you want me to love you. I can organize things then. If you don't want to organize, it's perfectly okay. If that's the way you want me to love you, I can do that for you. And that's what I saw on TikTok the other day. And also just holding that compassion. So anyhow, that's the end of this podcast. That's the end of my truth for a while. I am super, super busy. I am in the middle of doing this, my Patreon, you know, growing my stuff on TikTok, doing YouTube channel. I am working three, four times a week and I'm doing school for school full time. So I am incredibly busy. I'm trying to manage my time. I'm trying to have time for myself to, you know, read books and take bubble baths and eat yummy fruits and bake pies and cook squashes and have fun time with my friends. <laughs> so here I am and I love you and I, I'm going to love you 
And I hope you allow yourself to love yourself in every version. And allow somebody else that loves differently to love you. And allow them to love you in a way that they need to love you. We need to stop those expectations of they need to love me that way. That's not the way that this is going to work. You have to allow somebody to love you the way that they are going to show up and love you. And you are magical and you're so unique and you're bold and you're beautiful and you're beautiful, handsome, you, wherever you, whatever you identify as or who, whoever you are at this pace, pace, at this place in time, I just thank you for being you. Also, one more thing, actually, before I end this, um, I think I talked about this before, but people are always like, Cal, you're so eloquently spoken. It's, I've tripped up a couple times in this episode. I used to almost have like a speech impediment where I could not speak in public without stumbling all over my words because I would overthink about it and then it would come out wrong. And so right now I'm overthinking everything I say because my ego's like, you can't post that, you sound stupid. But my higher self's like, you just said everything you needed to say. Like, you just did it. Awesome, I'm proud of you. And so here I am. And that's what I want to share. And I love you again. So... Even when your ego says something, it's trying to protect you, but allow yourself to go past that fear and post whatever you want to post because you want to post it and that's all that matters. And people that are going to love you are going to love you because you are so uniquely you. So I'll talk to you again later. Bye-bye.